this episode of From One Player to Another, we have multi-instrumentalist Rick Cowling. You may have caught him with Ambrosia, Kenny Loggins, seen him on Modern Family, and today we have him in our studio. Yeah. This is Greg Marr with Go DPS Music Live, and this is From One Player to Another. Welcome to Go DPS Music Live Studio. This is from one player to another. This is Greg Mara, and today I have in the studio Rick Cowling. Rick, how you doing today? Hey, great. Doing great. Thanks for having me today, man. When they first told me I'd be interviewing you, there was this notion of uh, a little bit of education, but immediately I found Ambrosia, Kenny Loggins. You did some stuff for the Phineas and Ferb soundtrack. I mean, there's just so much modern family. You were an actor on that. Uh, where do we begin? There's just so much cool stuff. I don't know. That's that's enough right there, I think. We can, <laughs> we can call it a day if you want. <laughs> well, right now we're uh, we're in the same building. We're in separate rooms in the same studio uh, here at Go DPS Music Live, um, just so we can uh, practice safe uh, distancing and um, yeah. so we can both have our mask off and uh, be able to do this. But uh, you're actually about 20 feet away from me in the studio. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to do it like this. So, you know, we can still see each other. But uh, keeping safe, you know, um, some of the concerts we've been doing lately have been kind of Zoom meeting style where we sit about, you know, I don't know, at least six to eight feet away from each other. We can finally take our masks off and play music together in a in a triangle where we can see each other, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, it's it's been rough, but, you know, it's, it's we're lucky that we can, you know, we can still do some concerts here and there like that. So cool. So yeah. let's let's start with some some of the stuff that I'm most interested by, um, okay. and uh, then we're gonna do a rewind. Okay, All so right, we're gonna sure. do uh, Kenny Loggins first. So there's a ton of video footage on YouTube of you playing with Kenny Loggins, and you know you just recently did uh, a live stream, or right. you did a you did a broadcast with Kenny Loggins. Talk about your association with Kenny Loggins. Well, uh, I think I joined the band in, in 2007. He was looking for a guitar player singer. Um, and uh, I was doing some gigs around. It was really cool to be able to, you know, gig around town. And we were doing rock and roll just at, at a club, and it was great. But afterwards, they said, you know, Kenny's looking for a guy. So the next day, I got an email from Kenny saying, come up to Santa Barbara. So I said, yeah. Anyway, from that point on, you know, I joined as a guitar player, and we did some shows around and uh, learned the show. And that, yeah, just learning the show was a a month of my time because there were yeah. 25, 30 songs. You know, it's a lot of work. It's my first time I'd ever gone on tour with a band. and uh, But it's very exciting, and, and I was really lucky to be able to do it. So anyway, that was 2007, and, and uh, in and out of that band playing different instruments. I think I went uh, a couple years ago, I joined on bass and keyboards because mm -hmm. we were doing a kind of a scaled-down version of the band. And I played bass and keyboards in the band for about a year, and he brought in another keyboard player, and and I went to second guitar and vocals at that mm -hmm. point. So, yeah, it's been a great ride, and we're still doing it. It's really fun, and we're really, really lucky to still be able to do it. It's awesome. Did I miss when you started with Kenny Loggins? I feel like that goes back to, like, 2011 I saw something on YouTube. <clears throat> yeah, 2007 is when I joined. 2007, wow. Yeah. So it's been, you know, over yeah. a decade. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it went by really fast. Ain't no 
about your touring with Kenny. Well, let's see. Uh, by the time I joined, he wasn't doing a lot of shows in a row. We'd go out for maybe four or five days and come back. It, you know, it's nothing like go out for a couple of months or something like I'd heard about. But once in a while, we'd still do the tour bus thing and, and we'd set up something on the East Coast and then drive, you know, drive between the different places and stuff. But, um, <clears throat> I, you know, as a musician doing touring, when you first start, if you haven't done it before... I remember uh, how long it took to learn the songs, you know, kind of off book. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you're, you're kind of expected to play certain things and then do, put your own spin on it. But that much material, if you don't learn it and sleep on it and then learn it and sleep on it, you're going to be thinking the whole time while you're on stage going, oh, where, where was it? Yeah. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> and and um, you don't want to, you want to just play music. And so... Yeah. It took I a good couple months before I remember that first gig where I I went just enjoyed enjoyed it instead of sweating bullets, you know. Mm -hmm. And that 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 turned it around and it really showed me how much the homework really means. Right. You know, I you've done it too, right? So Absolutely. The I think the coolest thing was when you're out with the guys, you're learning about these people and you're creating a family of people. You're really bonding with other musicians that play the same music that you do. And so it's, it's a pretty amazing, it's pretty, it's a pretty amazing thing to get to know an, an artist, first of all, that you've admired, you know, all for, for so long. Yeah. Who wrote your favorite songs and you're Absolutely. playing them. So there's an, it's an honor, a huge honor to be able to do it in the first Absolutely. place. But then on top of that, playing this music with other amazing musicians, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a real high, and it's something yeah. that, that you know just transcends just sitting around playing. It's just amazing playing with other people when you really feel that connection to those people. Right. It. Well, I see that you're holding a sawtooth bass. That's the Ruby <laughs> yeah. Sarzo bass. Um, how long have you had that? I mean, that's I think that's one of ours, but you have yeah, one. I have one. And of these uh, now, how long have you had that? To and, you guys. Yeah. Well, well um, we. Kenny started doing a few little uh, shows here, mm -hmm. uh, like Zoom shows, like I was talking about yeah. earlier. And, um, you know, I, I just didn't have an acoustic bass. And they're all, it's a three-man band, including yeah. Kenny. And so we, we needed, and I was playing bass. We got Tarek uh, Akoni playing uh, playing guitar. And, you know, Kenny knew, I, I knew all the bass stuff already because I'd played bass in the band already for a year and a half or so. So, anyway... Um, but I didn't have an acoustic bass. I borrowed one, and I just I needed to find something because I and, and uh, a friend told me about Sawtooth, and I looked him up, and I watched Rudy's video, and I went, "Wow, I gotta check this out." And I called Joe, and uh, uh, he he said, "Come on over and check him out." And so you know, uh, I, I'm just so lucky that I found you you because this is my favorite bass. <laughs> I love it, and it sounds fantastic out plugged in anything and kenny loved it the, the band loved it the engineers went wow right out of the box so anyway we i'm loving it and it's been a couple weeks since i've had it so cool so kenny loggins man so yeah. my my uh i know my wife and i uh you know footloose of course <laughs> yeah. um what about the loggins messina stuff do you guys have some of that stuff in the set yeah 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 in fact uh we had we got to do one show with with Jim Messina um, yeah. in Santa Barbara a couple years ago, which was just so cool. We yeah. played a lot of the songs that those guys did on their records before Loggins went on his own. But we still do a few. We do Your Mama Don't Dance, 
still. Uh, you know, of course, uh, House at Pooh Corner and uh, Danny's song, which is even though we ain't got money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, also one of my faves is called Angry Eyes. Okay. And that song is a blast. The band goes crazy on it. We everybody takes it, you know, and and it's just a, I don't know. So. Yeah, so we do quite a few of them, actually. Those songs were the soundtrack of my youth. I know. I mean, you couldn't escape Kenny Loggins uh, from like the 70s, the mid-80s, and even you know beyond that. Danger Zone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm all right. You I'm know, all when, right, when, absolutely. When This Is It came out, yes, I went, <laughs> what is this? You know, it, yeah. was, it was, I was a big Todd Rundgren fan at the time, and, and it had touches of of that kind of stuff. I think that was Michael McDonald's keyboard influences too, because those guys wrote, wrote that together. But I, I just couldn't stop listening to that song. And so now I get to play it with Kenny. It's, 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 it's so cool. Thing. I've had some gigs myself where I got to play with some of my childhood heroes. And I was in a band with uh, one of the guitar players from Racer X. I don't know if you remember that shred band with Paul Gilbert, you know, back wow. in the late eighties. Oh and man. I know so I had is. a couple of years of that. So I know what you're talking about when you yeah. say, it's just so cool to be able to play some of those songs you grew up listening to. And sometimes you got to like separate yourself from the 18-year-old version of yourself <laughs> and say, put the For blinders sure. on. This is a gig. You know, this is a job, you know. Yeah, you can't be going, cool. you know, you just <laughs> be professional. Be f- um, yeah. Any other fun, uh, you know, sort of touring stories that you might have or any other interesting things? In fact, um, in the last probably five or six years going out, we, we started doing some shows with full orchestra. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so hearing, hearing some of those songs with full orchestra behind you is a whole different experience. And it, it's almost like um, you have to really not react emotionally to how beautiful things right. are sounding. Because, right. And I even asked Kenny about that too, because we're doing a song called The Real Thing, which really reaches right down into, you know, it's a song off of Leap of Faith. And it reaches right in there and just... You know about you know his his relationships and stuff, and I don't know how he even sings that song live without losing it. But right. then on top of that, having a full orchestra back there, like you know, so I'm crying playing the bass parts or whatever. Absolutely. And, and uh, I don't know. There, you know, you you just it's it's something to go through. It really is. And then I, we I did that same totally exact relate. thing at the Hollywood Bowl, which I had never gotten to play wow. before. So we got to do two nights at the Hollywood Bowl with Michael McDonald and Christopher Cross and Peter Cetera. It was amazing. Got a feeling that forever we are gonna stay together And for me there's nothing better You're the biggest part of me Talk about your time with Ambrosia. Well, that was. Do you want me to go back and talk about how we joined? Because I, yes. I mean, how I how I joined the band. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, how I got involved with Ambrosia in the first place was uh, there was a Beatle jam happening at a friend of mine's house, and uh, he said, "You got to come over and join us and play some, you know, play some Beatles." And I'm I'm a huge Beatle fan, and so I grabbed my guitar and headed over, and we just played a bunch of Beatles songs, and we started doing it every so often. And uh, Joe Puerta is the bass player for Ambrosia. And he was a uh, one of the guys at the Beatle 
at the Beatle Jam knew Ambrosia and had worked with them. Uh, he worked at a record company way back when and helped break their first album, actually. And uh, his name was Bill Fordresher. And anyway, so we were playing some Beatles, and I, I sang, Oh, Darling, you know, when you told me you didn't need me anymore, that stuff, you know, and we were yeah. just really getting into it. And, and, and Joe was playing bass, and after it, he said, after, after a lot of wine, actually, we had a lot of wine. <laughs> so, I, so the next day, I was like, did he really mean it? But he said, yeah, you know, we're looking for a singer if you'd want to, have you ever, you know, you have time to try out for this? And I was, I was kind of not working with Kenny so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, yeah, that'd be awesome. And, and it wasn't just the wine talking. It was like <laughs> the real thing. So I went over and, uh, you know, learned a few of their songs and found out that their hits aren't what that band is about. Uh, that band is a progressive rock band, sort wow. of like Kansas or, yeah. you know, uh, where, where, they, where the songs go outside the box in all these crazy rhythmic and chordal ways. And uh, I was, when I was listening to the songs for the show, I went, what? Uh, and I was playing a little bit of keyboards and some acoustic guitar at the time. And so, um, yeah. And, and they were giving me lead vocals on about three or four of the songs, and Joe was singing the other stuff. Because at that point, David Pack wasn't in the band anymore. He was the main singer, and, right. and he wrote uh, Biggest Part of Me, I think. So um, it's the first, first time I was taking a lead vocal in a major act going on tour, and it was pretty amazing for me. So yeah, so that's how that went down. And, and uh, what an amazing experience. Those guys are a family of people to the core. They, they love each other very much, and, and, and I've... They brought me right into their family and made me feel like one of them as opposed to a sideman, you know, in a, in a band. And that was the, the coolest feeling, really, was, was awesome. It was really cool uh, going on YouTube and just typing your name in and seeing all the, the fun <laughs> videos. You played on Fallon. You played on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, for right. We Yacht did. Week or whatever, right? They had, they had a themed week. <laughs> and uh, that was, it was so a cool. Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock Week. Can you talk yeah, about that yeah. a little bit? That was awesome. Well, we that was <laughs> frightening. We went to New York to, yeah. to, to shoot the thing. And it was I don't know why they do this, but we're at the you know, we're okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some rock and roll. So everybody get here at eight thirty in the morning. We're yeah. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's not that's not rock and roll. But uh, anyway, so we sat around for a few hours after we did our rehearsal, and I just sat and played and sang and played and sang, and we just mm-hmm. went through it a million times just to make sure. And it was a great, it was a really good performance of the band, I thought, and and uh, really proud of that. That was an awesome, that was, what, 2000, what did you find out, 2010 or 11 or something? Yeah, I felt like it was right around 2011. Okay, because that... I found, yeah. Because he wasn't there much longer. He went to the Tonight Show after that, not much right. longer after that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy it Fallon, was cool because they had the people in a second tier balcony area yeah. it would just seem like a ton of fun it what's was the so production great. like that 
What's the uh, production like on that? Did you play the song a few times? Were there rehearsals, or they just no. set you up and you went for it? Yeah, we rehearsed it, got sound checks. You know, the, the really, really great sound booth. The guy, the guy was an amazing engineer, and he really got it together. It was already known for having great sound, so we we hooked up. You know, everything. The sound check was amazing. Went through the song, and then when it was time, we just did it. Yeah. And then we did two songs actually, and they they chose that first one. Yeah, very we did, cool. Uh, we did uh, um, How Much I Feel also. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you think about um, the soundtrack of your life or the characters of people in your life. I mean, there's no way you can't go through life and not have, you know, hear a song like How Much I Feel or, uh, you know, you hear any of those songs from the 70s and it just takes you back to that time. And, you know, if there was ever like a cheese factor in it at some point, it's gone. I mean, you you lived you lived <laughs> oh, two or I know. three decades off of it, and now it becomes amazing. You're like, that was such a great song, biggest part of me. Yeah, fantastic, beautiful song. Yeah, their first, their I I remember when their first tune came out. I was pretty young then, but yeah, I think it was, gosh, middle seventies, I guess, somewhere in there, and it was uh, holding on to yesterday. Yeah, you remember yeah. that song? I yes, keep I do. Holding on to yeah. yesterday, and. Uh, that song always took me for a ride. You know, it's, it's yeah. the organ in there, and it's just there's a mood to it, that, and it takes me back to being that kid every time I hear it. Every time. Yeah. 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 So I get what you mean. Totally agree. Yeah. So let let's move on to uh, you're a famous actor on a major yeah. <laughs> television network uh, show, Modern Family. Oh yeah. Talk about that a little bit. That's super cool. Yeah, they they uh, they were looking for somebody to sing a, a foreigner song, and uh, somebody called me and that that books the music for a lot of these TV shows and said, "Hey, I know you can do it. Put it put together a little video of yourself singing this song, because uh, you know you could be on Modern Family. They need somebody." I said, "All right." So I sat. I you know I had had somebody hold a, a, a phone up and I sang, "I want to know what love is." That one, and. Uh, I always have to sing the titles of these songs. I can't just say them. I don't know why that is. It's the only way it comes out. It makes it more fun. <laughs> Go for it. Sing everything. Sing every word. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so I, you know, I submitted mine, and they went, "Oh, yeah, they loved it." I, I'm, I was really, I kind of felt that I felt good about it too. Sometimes, uh, I know you know this too. When you feel good about something, you think, you know what? I'm gonna. This is gonna happen. Right. It's sort of a, a way of manifesting. You know, it's not really manifesting, but in a way it is. If you know something, um, that's another side of my personality, is sometimes if you don't really know if it's going to happen or if it doesn't, probably, probably isn't going to happen. But if you sort of know it and you go into the whole thing like, I got this, you, most, yeah, you do. And this was one of those times where I went, I got this. you know. And so it was really great. And it was the coolest. I'd been on a lot of other shows uh, in backline, playing bass in the background or guitar or something, but this was this was a uh, a lot better set. The the people that are on this show, Modern Family, are all friends. It's a great vibe, and you know, and it's an it was an amazing experience too. We did that live too. We played that live. 
What was your character? My character, it was a, it was a pharmacist, a singing pharmacist. <laughs> um, and the, the storyline was that um, one of the main characters was going to go up and sing a song he wrote for the anniversary, for their anniversary, yeah. at this outdoor fair. And right before he went on, they called me up instead. They, this is a friend of ours. He's going to come sing a song. And I'm, I'm just, yeah, I've, I've never done anything like this before. But yeah, and I just start singing the song. And he's like, uh-oh. So anyway, it, it was a great show, great story. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Man, I really love this. Tell me what you have going on now. It's an, an interesting time. We're all ready to get back out to playing live and releasing a lot of new music. I'm sure everybody's been woodshedding. Oh, yeah. What, uh, what's life like in 2020, summer 2020? Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's hard to look at this at, at this time right now that we're, we're going through the COVID thing and everything at, in a positive light, really. Yeah. But in a way, it's giving us time to work on projects and we're taking that time to make something good out of it, at least. And uh, my wife and I have a company called Turning On The Light Entertainment. And uh, we, we've been, for the past three or four years, we've been doing uh, documentaries uh, for PBS and, and wow. you know, getting things out to, uh, to the public as positive things. You know, we've been do- trying to do, uh, to show 
what's happening in the world in a positive light because we really believe that that's what's needed, you know? And um, so in about 2010, she released a, uh, an hour-long uh, presentation on PBS called Lily's Light, and it was a, a show where she played the keeper of an enchanted lighthouse, basically. Yeah. It's really not enchanted, but sort of is. And, it, and she fosters kids in this lighthouse, and then they go on these adventures, and it's sort of... Uh, this amazing story about uh, taking these kids in and taking them on these adventures that really teach them about life and how to stay positive and and you know make the world a better place really and it's an amazing that's very amazing cool. uh, story and you know it has some great characters in it so she has Fred Willard do you remember him he's in yeah. the movie and so is uh, Mindy Sterling who played the Frau in all of the Austin Powers yes. movies and stuff. So those two are in it. And a lot of other great actors, and she's an amazing actress too. And uh, the distribution company came about a couple of years ago and said, you know what, make this into a full-length motion picture and we'll distribute it out there and get it out. And it's time for this movie to get out there. So we went out and shot another 20 or 30 minutes of, of stuff. And we've been editing it for the past, <laughs> you know how long editing oh takes, my. but yes. it's been really hard without a huge budget to be able to do it. So yeah. Yeah. we, uh, we've been working really hard about with new songs. It's a musical. The whole movie is a musical with kids and stuff. So anyway, I'm really excited because it, I've, I've loved movie making and, and all, everything video and musical and, and, you know, sound and everything. So it's kind of a, it's kind of everything in one for me. It's That's got so music, cool. singing, you know, uh, filmmaking and, and acting and all this stuff that I just love all of it. And so, has it been released yet? Probably, I'd say we have about a month tops, and wow. it's going to be out. And it's called Lily's Light. That's so. I'm cool. telling you, man, it's so exciting. It's it's what I'm what my heart's about right now. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that, Rick. Thank you. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see you play some music here with our uh, acoustic guitars, and maybe you'll play some hits that we talked about today. <laughs> right. And uh, anyway, Rick, just it's been a pleasure, and thanks so it much. It really has. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a new sunrise. I can see a new horizon. Mega thanks to Rick Halling for being a guest on our show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all of our socials on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and everywhere else on the web. This is Greg Marr with Go DPS Music Live. Thanks for watching. See you on the next episode.